Now presenting. And I'm so sick of people saying that that love is just all a woman is fit for. I'm so sick of it. The Cinema Chicks Podcast. Maybe I'm one of those people that has always wanted to do it, but it's like a pipe dream. Totally by guess. Snap out of it. Starring Hope Johansson. I'm not a poet. I'm just a woman. And Madeline Rancourt. Yeah, Call me Ladybird like Christine. you said you would. Hey, I'm Hope. Hey, I'm Madeline. And we are the Cinema Chicks. Hope, have you watched anything recently? Anything I, notable? I actually did. This I don't know if this is like a controversial take or just like a cult classic take, but um, I was recently introduced to True Romance. I haven't seen it. Which is one of the first films that Quentin Tarantino wrote, mm. but he did not direct. Thank God. Um, and stars Christian Slater mm-hmm. in his very, you know, like J.D. Heathers mm-hmm. era. And it's, I, I kind of loved it. Yeah. I mean, I'm unfortunately i don't want to say a fan i'm unfortunately enthusiastic about some quentin tarantino films okay um like i i know he likes feet and whatnot and he's a bit of an odd dude but the the man makes some good movies he does however the screenplay is a little questionable at times Uh um specifically for how many times the n-word is used uh, by white people but it, oh, I feel like that's on brand for him, though. I know. Like, doesn't that happen in his other films? I know. I was sitting and watching it, and I was like, okay, how much money are we betting that he still says the N-word? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That has nothing to do with the movie. However, I really loved it. It was a super cool, weird mix of a very cheesy, romantic film and also this, like, crime mob boss Mm. action thriller kind of thing and i really really enjoyed it especially the literally maybe five lines that samuel l jackson has love in the first 15 minutes of the movie his character really really sets the tone for the whole thing and if you know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about but i don't feel comfortable necessarily mentioning his his one iconic line on the podcast yeah no that's okay um but yeah that that's what i've seen recently and i'm you know trying to get through a, a endless bucket list of, oh of cult classics yeah. and classics and you know just things one should know about um and that was something i i didn't know and was introduced to well that's so. the thing is i there's like so many good tv shows of course oh. and i have such a hard time like going back to them because every time i like want to start a tv show like a you know, like one that, you know, you can binge like six seasons. I'm like, oh my God, like that's so many movies that I could watch. And like, I feel like I'm so behind on movies and I'd rather just like see every movie and like see no TV shows. Like it's, it's a, it's a hard, especially when a lot of the more notable TV shows that are coming out now are like lengthy. I mean, streaming shows are pushing like over an hour long Uh now. Like some of Stranger Things, like hours it, it, yeah it's like wh- why i didn't sign up for no. for a multiple movie like exactly if i wanted to watch harry potter i'd watch the harry potter exactly series i i don't i didn't sign up for um a movie franchise of stranger things or yeah. like i just started trying to watch um the gilded age oh which were really really good but those episodes yeah. are pushing over an hour oh long each and it's like mama at some point i gotta go to bed yeah no exactly <laughs> i that's a hard thing like i i love streaming services because it does allow like it's not just this 30 minute time slot that you have and 
fill what you can and what you can't, you're going to get next week. It feels more, you know, more cinematic and more limited. It feels like everything is like a limited series Which now, is great. Yeah. And it, you know, you're able to tell a story that you want to without those constraints, which, I mean, of course, streaming services still have constraints and I'm sure they still have to, you know, get all these things approved and the amount of time that it is and all that. But uh, I feel like it's a little less than what you would see on regular like cable TV. So that is exciting. Did you know that Elvis is going to HBO Max apparently? I did not hear that, but it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I can't wait to rewatch it. Yeah, I feel like I don't know if I'm gonna like sit down and rewatch all of it right now. But I might like when it gets on, you know, like scrub through my favorite parts like yeah. i love the montage of viva las vegas when they're like oh, yes. showing like all the like the cousins and stuff like that and they're like in the tour bus or something so yes. um yeah i have a few favorite moments honestly i'd rewatch the ending yeah i mean that it's it's a long oh movie gosh, i don't that, even like, know if i could rewatch the ending that got me so choked up yeah true but i love that movie i'm i'm excited that big big fan yeah my only disappointment is like there's so many people that like should have seen it in theaters that are just gonna now watch it on streaming but it's accessible i think it had a plenty long run plenty long run <laughs> had a long enough run in theaters um you know opened in the end of june and i think it's joining hbo max like august 5th or so so you know it, it had its time and if anybody was able to or wanted to see it in theaters um i think that they probably could have so uh yeah that's exciting news but talking about streaming services and films made for streaming services the film that we're talking about today is not okay which was created for hulu i've known about this film for a while because it filmed in new york as far as i know but i mostly saw a lot about it through tiktok because this film really did a lot of their marketing on tiktok which i think was smart because the film is about an influencer and i think that that's sort of also their market is the sort of gen z maybe like millennial sort of age group um i don't think that this is a film for like i'm sure my parents would enjoy it but i think the themes of it are more geared towards a younger audience definitely definitely for a younger audience i think if i showed this movie to my mom she would just kind of sit there dumb founded mm-hmm. and not understand yeah any of it because she doesn't use social media she doesn't yeah. she barely understands what tiktok is i mean mm-hmm. she saw like a 60 minute special about how china's controlling tiktok back in like 2020 oh, yeah. and she was yeah. like hope i think you need to get that off your it's, phone yes so <laughs> Yeah, definitely a very, I don't want to say niche audience because Gen Z is, you know, very prevalent mm-hmm. and, you know, a massive part of the audience of streaming platforms. Yeah. So it's it's a much more targeted audience. Yeah. I think that this film was, um, I don't want to say like, I don't know, it gives like high school to me. I guess like it just seems like a movie that like a lot of people would watch in high school. Yeah. No, I definitely feel that because I mean, it's not there's definitely a lot more at play here than a high schooler would be able to do, you know, but it's Uh it very much feels like a teen movie, you know, a little more similar in the vein of like plan b right yes yeah 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 that sort of that sort of that that kind of vibe in terms of what we've watched 
recently. Yeah. No, I agree. This is directed and written by a female, Quinn Shepard, which yes, is so exciting. Queen. And I think that you can definitely tell when you're watching this. I mean, it's from a female perspective. Yes. And at the beginning of the film, it's not trying to hide that. We're not going to like the protagonist. It's an unlikable female protagonist. Which I think is really interesting because this has stirred a lot of conflict. Mm-hmm. I I really didn't know much about this movie other than being on Twitter um, before I had even seen the movie and seeing people have screenshots of the warning at the beginning of this yes. movie. So here's a spoiler alert in case you haven't watched it yet. There's this warning screen that comes up that says, you know, there's going to be, you know, flashing lights and some other kind of profanities yeah. and an unlikable female protagonist, mm-hmm. which I thought was, you know, like comical and funny. I don't know. I right. mean, being like a woman in the entertainment industry, I feel yes. like you understand that that's a joke. A joke, right. But a lot of people on Twitter did not understand that that was a joke. And they were like, wow, I've never seen an advertisement for an unlikable male protagonist while I was watching oh my The Sopranos or oh my God. Empire. Oh. Like, I don't, why Why are we doing this to women? It's like, mm, okay, first of all, why don't you just go do some research real quick, see that it's written and directed by, by a, woman. a woman. Yeah. And also, I then I just went and read an interview with Quinn and she says that you know a lot of people were upset in the test runs mm. that like this the was test screenings in the, yeah in the test screenings that this was told from Danny's perspective yeah so she was like okay then let me just give everybody a little warning that they're probably not gonna like it he he ha ha yeah no that makes sense because also it's like okay it's funny whole, cute like, and quirky and it's kind of a funny cute quirky movie yeah you know? and i it's hard because like i i well okay i went to one test screening um <laughs> for like an a24 movie that hasn't come out yet and i read a letterbox review and then i received an email and the person was like Jail. please take this down Jail. the movie is not finished and i was like okay like i did know that but like i also had to write it on like letterbox that i saw it but then also it was hard because i'm like did i see it because it could change completely yeah but I don't know, like, writing that after a test screening, it's like, okay, they're, like, they'd have to reshoot the movie to have it not be from her perspective, because literally, like, I I mean, I guess they could have changed it with editing, but, yeah, I was reading an article, and people were saying, like, it should have been from Rowan's perspective, but... I don't think that makes sense I don't think that makes sense. I don't think that's making the commentary that... That would have worked in, like, a documentary style of, like, following, like, a real-life Rowan and being, like this has been my journey as a young activist that was in a shooting. I think that would make a lot more sense, but I felt like this worked really well for what it is, in my opinion. Do I I think that this is like award-winning absolutely not sorry (laughs) sorry Quinn but I don't think that was like you know that it's not not trying to be an art house film but I do think that it's a very interesting concept it's this and commentary yeah it's this young girl and she is a struggling I say struggling like you know she's not getting all of the feedback that she wants from her boss she's a writer and sort of like a small influencer and she wants to impress the people in her office especially Dylan O'Brien's character Colin and she decides that you know everybody's talking that they're going to a writing retreat or they got this experience or that and she decides that she's going to fake that she got a writing retreat 
opportunity in Paris and she didn't and she's very skilled at Photoshop and she goes around the city and takes photos and pretends that she took them in Paris and Girl boss. edits the plates to say like cafe whatever and like puts you know a marble uh, countertop instead of wooden and all this stuff to make it look like she's in Paris. Like honestly pretty impressive I'm not gonna lie. Yes. I would one never think to do that mm-hmm. and two would give up not even halfway through maybe like a fourth of the way through because right. like you know I, I can't right yeah so then what happens is uh there's a terrorist attack in Paris and now she has to basically speak up and be like this is where I was this is what happened I'm safe now like she's gained traction because she was there and she's for a terrorist attack for, it's insane yes and she becomes like a bigger influencer because she starts this movement hashtag not okay and she joins a therapy group it's all this stuff and she really digs herself a massive hole for me if i was in her shoes and i would have done this i would have said like listen this was an unfortunate circumstance because i was doing a social experiment to see if anyone would notice that i was not actually in paris and then this happened and right because right that would have been so easy yeah i read an article this lady um was doing a social experiment where she posted everything she posted on instagram she had uh like a bottle of alcohol Mm -hmm. in her hand and it was a social experiment to see if anyone would notice that every single photo she has alcohol interesting um and she could have easily done that and been like that was an experiment like so many people try and pretend that they're still on vacation or x y and z and clearly she she falls down a very deep rabbit hole and does not do that and her parents think she's died and she lies to them that she was there and that she you know just got away from the blast and it's a whole issue because the morning that she was in France she posted a photo and that's where one of the terrorist attacks happened so I don't know I think that this is a very interesting take on modern influencers and social issues and how we navigate that because it's true a lot of people will use these sort of opportunities for clout Mm -hmm. and I think if anything even if you can't pinpoint like an influencer who does this which I think pretty much anybody could yeah um, maybe not to this extent but uses Black Lives Matter or, you know, a good Pride Month or something like that. With like a, a real sob story exactly. that's tied to a social justice issue that they barely even understand or are a part of, but they're like, I'm so deeply affected. Right, right. And I think that's also what she ran into is she knew she had to say something because yep. that's another backlash that a bunch of influencers run into. If you is that don't, they say, don't anything. say anything. So it's hard. But I think if anything, you could even look at news and media and how they feed into that and like the fear modeling. And I think especially during COVID, we saw a lot of that. And you're seeing these constant statistics and all this stuff that otherwise we just have all of this access to that we didn't have before. But I also think like one thing I really enjoyed about this that I've been seeing some commentary about on TikTok is the trends in the film. And how trendy she is and how that's already dated. Like you look back and a lot of people are like, oh my God, that's like so 2021 TikTok styles and stuff like that. And I don't think that's a problem. I I don't think so either. I think if anything, that says more about our society. Well, yeah. And that, that was something else I was thinking about too 
while watching it is like kind of kind of getting into the whole situation I was almost like I was almost uncomfortable mm. watching it because I was like oh my gosh this is so cringy yeah but then I had to Me make think. myself stop and think I'm like okay why do I think this is cringy is it mm-hmm. because it's so true to what life is yeah like right now yeah and in media you know like any other movie or tv show that's not necessarily so much of I, I can't think of anything else that's really talking about like influencers or having like the whole influencer thing as a subject no. of like an episode of a tv show yeah. or about whole tv show or film or something so it's just very it's very much so of the now mm-hmm. and you know sometimes i kind of hate to think what our life is like but it's just really it's really really true to what we experience on a day-to-day basis and it's just kind of weird you know yeah it hits almost hits a little too close to home and I don't Mm -hmm. I don't think the datedness of it was odd I mean like right definitely the most the most obvious thing that I think is quote unquote dated is like her bleach blonde stripes yes, in the front of her hair. Yes. But also like some girls still rock still that, that look. Yeah. You know? And it's very but yeah, that is very TikTok. It's giving it's giving uh TikTok quarantine. Yeah. When everybody was dyeing their front strips of hair crazy colors. But that's just kind of I don't want to say that's our generation, but that's yeah. That's kind of what we're working with. Right, right. And I think it's interesting because we definitely could see more influencer movies in the future, I think we haven't seen really any. The only other movie that I can think of is a movie that I've only seen some of, so I really can't speak too much on it. But uh, it's a Polish and Swedish film called Sweat from 2020. And if you want to watch it, it's on Mubi. And it's about a fitness influencer and she endorses all these things. And basically, she has to confront her deepest insecurities. Mm. So that, I, I mean, I, I started it and I didn't finish it I ended up falling asleep because I started it way too late in the night which is what I usually do it's (laughs) not speaking on the film um it's just my timing but um I think we'll see more of these influencer movies because I agree at the end of the day it is such a big part of our culture I was talking to my sister actually about this movie and I was saying how like the trends and that and I think if anything if people don't take away something from the social justice aspect they could take something away from the trends and my sister and I talking about how like songs we get sick of songs so quickly because you open your phone you see it on Instagram reels you see it on TikTok you might see it on Facebook uh somebody might send you the song yeah you could play it anytime you want on Spotify Apple Music YouTube and back in the day with our parents you didn't get sick of that song because it only played on MTV or the radio or you had, or you had the to own record the song. Or the CD yeah, it. and then you really loved the song. So it's those sort of things. And also, I think of like my small town back home, and trends do not move as fast as they do here because That's true I walk too. outside my door and I see, you know, we live in New York City, and I could see like 
maybe 15 girls wearing very similar things yep. and you get sick of seeing that and not not to judge them but if if it's very out there and trendy and it's not like a timeless classic thing you get sick of seeing it right if it's and, like that one aritzia top yes or yes the like the house of sunny dress yes. that everyone was wearing a couple years I ago saw, i knit. saw a tiktok vi- um video and they were like i'm disappointed that the house of sunny green influencer dress was not in not okay but she does wear house of sunny pants yeah but yeah and especially like with tiktok and instagram and all these things we're even if you live in a small town you, you are see seeing it. you just don't have access to getting it. exactly but you're seeing that 12 million times or this is a random number i'm coming up with but you're <laughs> seeing it so many more times than say our parents would have when they yeah. were kids you know if a popular style could have lasted years because it takes such a long time to get tired of seeing it right and i think that's a lot of what she was wearing and her rings and her nails and the chain on her phone and her phone case all very trendy trendy yeah and they're are plenty of people like that that are very into the trends and trying to keep up with it, especially as an influencer. Yep. And I think that this film, I don't know, piqued my interest. I I agree. It made me think a, yeah. a lot more and reflect on my yeah. life and I guess my culture. I yeah. Know. I hate to say that. But that's it's very much what our, our life is like right now. It's mm-hmm. we live on social media. A lot of social justice issues happen on social media yeah. too. And yeah, I don't know. It also makes you think like how much of the stuff you see is fake yes. and, you know, who's living a lie, who's not. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I thought it was really, really interesting. And I definitely would like to see more from Quinn Shepard too. Yeah, me too. I think that, you know, hopefully this gets her some footing. I'd like to see what other things that she tackles. I don't know if they would still be this younger audience. I don't know if that's her thing or what she you know is really focused on as a director and what she wants her voice to be as an artist but i would definitely be interested to see more i would say this is cinematics approved i completely agree yeah i think maybe for a younger audience you're gonna enjoy it more than uh somebody who is more detached from social media but absolutely if you are detached from social media then maybe you're gonna watch it and be like oh that's crazy that's, that's crazy and you know you might walk away from this and learn something and yeah i'm not the biggest fan of zoe but I, I was impressed. I, I liked it. I, I I would say this is probably her biggest slay so far. Yes. Yes. Agreed. And I wonder if that's because it might be a little too close to who she is. Oh. And on that note, that's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed, you can rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Instagram at the Cinema Chicks and on TikTok at Cinema Chicks. And if you want to be friends, you can follow me on Instagram at Madeline Daisy Rancourt and on Letterboxd at Madeline Daisy. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Hope Johansson and on Letterboxd at HJoha. And before we end today, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Weird Dylan O'Brien sex scene. Female writer and directors. And keeping up with the trends. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad we had that talk. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much.